You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. The Hornets released not only a City Edition uniform, they also released a City Edition core. We're going to talk about that at the end of today's show. Also, uh, perhaps we get into an article that Rick Bennell wrote, uh, a Q&A with James Borrego. James Borrego making some nice comments about P.J. Washington. Perhaps we get into that. We actually have a decent amount of content to get to, especially with Russell Westbrook. Nada, are you feeling a little better about Russell Westbrook now as we've gone uh, days past since we recorded yesterday with basically just taking flamethrowers to the mic, or are you still angry about what we heard? I'm angry about what we heard, but there are things that we are hearing right now that make me feel a little bit better. <laughs> That's so, right. So let's and, get, but let's, now granted, I'm not, again, at this point, I am not still not trusting anybody that has 200 followers telling me that the Westbrook doesn't want to come to Charlotte. That's all. Um, And as well, you should not, uh, you should not believe that you should not take that uh, for any kind of credit. I saw that too. Like people are like, yeah, you know, they're retweeting it and it's like, okay, we can hopefully have good feelings that Russell Westbrook wouldn't want to come to the Charlotte Hornets. And maybe that would be on a list of teams that Russell Westbrook would deny a trade to, if you had that kind of power and the Rockets respected it. But um. I we have not heard that, so yeah, we're not going to take that um, to uh, to mean too much. We're not going to believe that wholeheartedly. Let's get to the main topic today. Not a Mitch Kupchak. He's actually speaking with media right now. We're kind of going mm-hmm. down the comments and some of his um, some of the things they're talking about, kind of going along with that as they come out. And let's just go ahead and start with a couple of the bigger topics that he leads this press availability off with. Nada. So Mitch Kupchak. A couple of the comments that leads us off is. Quote, we're not good enough right now to win a bunch of games and to get into the playoffs and advance. I'm not sure if that's the case next year, but that was the case this year. He would also discuss that you'll see a lot of stories that get leaked and rumors that go nowhere. We're active. We're we're talking to teams. We're looking to improve our team, but I can't comment on other teams' players That was from Mitch Kupchak and Jason Huber on his Twitter feed is where I'm reading this from. He says in parentheses, meaning he won't get into Russell Westbrook. So Nana, when you hear that quote, that last one that I read from Mitch Kupchak, what do you make of this whole Russell Westbrook ordeal? Can you take anything away from that comment as it pertains to the Westbrook deal? I think, I think we're, we're done here. I think we're done here in terms of the rumors. I, I really do believe we're done here in terms of the rumors. Like, we're done here in terms of the rumors. And I think we're done here in terms of this team basically is saying position. We're, we're going to take the best player available. I truly do believe that. Do I think they're going to lean towards big man because there's a giant gaping hole? Yes. But at the same time, I think we're done here in terms of trading for a guy like Russell Westbrook and his 46 million at the end of his deal. A, a, a lot of this just, Again, it's starting to make sense. And we're starting to, and most importantly, we're starting to hear the same message that we've heard over the last 18 months. So at this point, 
I'm choosing to believe the consistent message over the last 18 months than a, a ginormous blip on the radar that I may have slightly overreacted to. I don't know. About that. <laughs> no, that's okay. We we got praise for our anger. People like the passion and the anger yeah. and the rage in which we recorded our podcast with yesterday, which would absolutely ring true if they did indeed make that deal. Um Look, it's interesting, right? He says, you'll see a lot of stories that get leaked and rumors that go nowhere. So got to be pertaining to this. I, I don't know to this Russell Westbrook thing. I don't know if that means that uh, with the Keith Smith tweet that we saw yesterday, that there's a divide. I don't know if that means Mitch Kupchak is trying to tell us there's really not a divide. I don't know why all of this is, is, is being thrown out there like it is. You know, I don't know what everybody's sources are. I don't know what's going on, but that is reassuring. Like if you were to ask me, okay, you have to draw some type of conclusion on this. You have to either feel good or bad. What does this comment say to you? I would say it does make me feel a little bit better when he says you'll see a lot of stories and, and that get leaked and rumors that go nowhere. And then he just kind of reiterates what every team is going to say. We're always looking to improve our team via the draft, trade, and or free agency, right? Like th those are the three ways to improve your team. Yes. And Mitch Kupchak has said that. And I, at the first sentence in that statement, going nowhere, that makes me feel a little bit better. I, I hope that's true here. I, I don't know what that means with the draft. When he talks about the draft, you could be saying that just because you don't want any actual legitimate thing that got leaked to ring true to other teams where Minnesota might try to hold some leverage on you. If you really yeah. want James Wiseman, right? Like that would make some sense, but I am, I, I am feeling a little bit more comfortable with that kind of uh, sentence when you're talking about Russell Westbrook. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you know how we know we can put this one to bed, this latest comment from Mitch, as we're like paying attention to this presser, winning games is not the priority. The most important thing is to develop players. Does that sound like a quote that would involve bringing Russell Westbrook here? Because it doesn't sound like one to me, Walker. No, it doesn't. And it's hilarious to hear a general manager speak as blunt he, as he is about it, quite frankly. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody else will kind of sidestep it. No GM wants to tell you winning games isn't as important. <laughs> like no one yeah. is going to say that. And yet here he is. Can you repeat it? If you have it in front of you again, I, I uh, if you, yeah, like he said, winning basically games winning games is not the, not the priority right now. The right. most important thing is to develop players. That doesn't sound like you're bringing in a Russell Westbrook. That doesn't right. sound like it. No, it doesn't. And if, if that's, that's, that's as reassuring as anything. Yeah, this. Yeah, and I, I'm reading the quote now. Winning games, not the priority. Fantastic. Hopefully, that continues to be true because that's the right thing, Nada. And this is, you're right. Like this is the consistent message that Mitch Kupchak has been telling all of the Charlotte Hornets fans and anybody who will listen. He has been telling us essentially this, and here it is, just bluntly. Like, <laughs> it it just it makes me laugh, even though it's all true, right? I mean, we've seen general managers do this. You know, you can't have Philadelphia you know, going through the tank process and say, mm -hmm. well, you know, yeah, winning's important, but we want to do it with young players or whatever. He's saying winning games is not the priority. Like, that's hilarious to me. James Borrego, if he were to be asked about that, hey, Kupchak told you, you know, it said that winning games is not the priority. I imagine Borrego would be like, well, you know, yeah, it's still a priority, but it's we also- It's still a priority. Win. It's not the fundamental priority. Yeah. But Kupchak, thinking about this, I love it, to be honest. I'm like, yeah, yeah hell, I don't care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. Let's develop some players. It, winning? 
Who gives a exactly. damn? Exactly. I don't give a damn about winning. And it's true. I really don't. Like, it's hilarious that we're all feeling pretty good about this Hornets team right now. There's still a lot of work to be done. But the direction they took this past season was a positive towards some mm. kind of end goal. And it, you're, I mean, they didn't win a ton of games. And it's still a team that was on the outside of the playoffs looking in. So it's hilarious. And uh, and I'm here for these Mitch Kupchak comments. Thank you for comforting me. Mr. Mitch Kupchak. Before we take a quick break, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. You guys know what the deal is with Built Bar. It's fantastic. They've got six original flavors, 12, uh, excuse me, 12 original flavors, and they released six new ones. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in one of those delicious treats. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and if you're on the keto diet, it's great for that as well. And also, you get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. We'll talk a little bit more about Mitch Kupchak and the City Edition Court. A lot of other stuff to get to next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. They're running their rookies to Greensboro. They're driving them to Greensboro and then driving them back the same day to play in an NBA game. I cannot (laughs) wait until the Hornets load manage. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Not a, our boy Mitch Kupchak being pretty damn honest with us, at least, you know, I, I don't know if he's being honest, but he's being pretty damn blunt with some of these comments he's telling. Yeah, exactly. And this is like, this is a crazy, this is crazy because I wasn't expecting like this kind of honesty, this kind of like rumor busting. And the fact that like, I wasn't expecting this. I was, I was expecting the usual caginess, the non-answer, non-committal answers. No, Mitch is like, yo, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. We are sticking to the plan. And quite quite honestly, I'm here for it. I'm here for not being embarrassed. I'm here for not being Nick's South. That's what I'm um, here for right now. All right. So just kind of following along, Jack Duffy is live tweeting, and we appreciate it as we're kind of recording here too. Jack Duffy, beat writer for the Painted Lines. He's providing some of this information. And so Mitch Kupchak, according to Jack Duffy, said he expects to use all the three picks in the NBA draft. He would also say that they're most likely to draft someone who is 19 or 20 with the number three overall pick. So Obi Toppin is someone that would have been considered here at that, uh, you know, possible three spot, at least somebody that could have been in the mix, you know, so you're looking at some of the older guys that might be ruled out with that third overall pick. And he also added that there's a good chance. The number 32 pick is a four-year college guy that may spend a decent amount of time in the G league, which the G league is not, surprising like who cares that's telling us nothing but the 32 pick being a four-year guy I'm trying to think of just the pool of players that could be there at 32 maybe some of the guys that we've talked about you know I know we discussed an Isaiah Joe I know we discussed Killian Tilly Tillman Killian Tilly yeah and he's I know he's older um but yeah just trying to think of all the guys I guess that's just interesting to me is is he being too honest not like is he tipping his hand here or is it are we cool with what he's saying on all of this like you got to think about this this man has probably gamed out every single scenario because he's had the extra time to think about it like that's I I don't think he's tipping his hand here I think he just recognizes what again, he goes further in there and says, I've already talked with a couple of guys about how this is going to go in terms of how you're going to get, how you're going to, if we draft you, this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to ingratiate you to the system and make sure that you're not lagging behind. 
So the fact that they're, they're having these discussions tells me that there's a plan in place. I feel good about this franchise. Walker, they listen to us. <laughs> you think that's plan. it? Should we take, we should take responsibility for that is what you're saying. I'm we absolutely take, taking responsibility for that. Um, yeah, that's, I, I have no problem with that uh, either. And, and just kind of looking at some of the pool of players that you're expecting to possibly be there, you know, at 32, like it, it's, there's some younger guys that could be in the mix. So, you know, that is kind of substantial. If he's talking about a four-year player, you know, Killian Tilly, somebody we discussed, he is a senior. If you discuss a Xavier Tillman who could possibly be there, Xavier Tillman was a junior coming out of Michigan state, you know, a, a Tyshawn Alexander from Creighton. He's a junior that's coming out from Creighton, uh, Desmond Bain. If he lasts, although it doesn't seem like he's going to last at 32, it seems like somebody's going to pick him up beforehand. Um, you know, it could maybe rule out a Nico Mannion, somebody like that. Um, just trying to think, just at, you know, with some guys that are at the top of my head, kind of looking around here on some loose uh, list of some players in the pool. The question I have is like, literally, if there's going to be a hole at point, again, I, I'm wondering if, like Terry is on the block or might be moved or something like, like, cause we've heard whisperings of that. If the point guard, I'm wondering if a guy like Trey Jones is intriguing to them. Like, I'm wondering about that. Like there's a lot of this that doesn't like, that doesn't quite make sense. So it is a Trey Jones, someone that makes sense at 32, especially when you're talking about, not necessarily wanting to use Kobe Simmons in that regard anymore and start developing your own third point guard to keep it, to keep the low contract number and then move on. So I wonder, does that eliminate a Trey Jones? Yeah. You know, who knows? And I know Trey Jones is somebody uh, that I, did he have a good workout? I think something was tweeted about Trey Jones, the Duke product that came back for his sophomore year um, to play with the blue devils once more after Zion reddish, all those guys left. Trey Jones was the uh, lone holdover. So we'll see where he goes. And perhaps that is somebody that is interesting. Although if, if Mitch Kupchak is saying it's most likely a four-year player at 32, you know, that's, it's not Trey. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, We'll try to continue to update everybody on some of these and not update, but just kind of give our reaction to these comments that continue to roll in. And uh, also want to address the city edition court that the Hornets unveiled today. Looks awesome as hell. We'll talk about that next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Decoys all over the place. They've got everybody down at the rim. Ball goes into biz. They do like an XFL style where the wide receiver runs to the line of scrimmage, except it's with Devontae Graham. He picks up a foul. I don't care what you say, Nate McMillan. More like Nate McVillan. Get out of here. Quit whining about the officials. You got plenty of calls. The Hornets got a call at the end of the game. I thought it was fair. Hornets win. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Glad Mitch Kupchak was able to give us some content today as he was scheduled to speak with media and he's giving some comments on um, what they might do in the NBA draft, kind of vaguely, indirectly address the Russell Westbrook situation. So some good stuff there from Mitch Kupchak. The other thing I wanted to get to today, Nada, was after we praised the Hornets for the city edition uniforms that they unveiled a couple of days ago. Today, they unveiled the new city edition court, and it looks absolutely amazing. Yes, when you look at the court, you have the Charlotte in gold. You have the Hornets on the other end of the court, the words and the Hornet, the color and the, the word of Hornets. It's, it's mint, half court. It features a Buzz City logo. Then on either side of the court, one side says 
uh, trade street and one side says Tryon, which the spectrum center is in between those two streets, the mm-hmm. black out of bounds, the black accents, mint and gold extremely well. The gold Hornet looks phenomenal. Not a, it's crazy because the Hornets could not have done a better job if nope. they tried. And it's, it's just, they, they knocked it out of the park. It's, I could not have asked them to do anything better. I mean, it was better, way better than I expected the city edition stuff to be. And I saw you on Twitter. I think you were responding to a bring back the buzz tweet. And I'm with you. Like, the hoodie that Devonte Graham was wearing, I think they tweeted out. I mean, that thing is fire, Nada. Like, yeah. I want it right now. Yeah, like literally at this point, all they need to, all I need to know is when is all this stuff dropping? Because I'm probably buying some shorts. I'm probably buying the hoodie. <laughs> if there's a hat involved, I'm probably buying that too. Like oh, the yeah. gear is fly this year. Again, and you know what? You know what I love the most about this is that they're not trading on nostalgia. And if you've listened to this podcast and me for any amount of time, the one thing I hated about what the Hornets were doing was that they would always trade on nostalgia. They would always strip mine the nostalgia and they, and basically it would force them not to create, create anything new. Now they have, and it's probably the best thing that they've ever done. And this is coming from someone that loves what they did with the previous buzz city stuff. But this right here, this is fire. This is the best they've ever done. And it makes me want to see what more they're going to do and what more you can tap into because this area has a lot of history and mainly you can tap into it. And at the same time, make sure that everyone enjoys it. Yeah. And and I I'm with you. Like, look, I I'm a nostalgia geek. We've talked about this quite a bit, but I, I understand your point. You know, there, there's something new here that they can tap into. And that's my, one of the things I've noticed, at least on my Twitter timeline, I know it's been on yours too. I've seen like maybe one or two tweets. I, I really can only think of one that I saw that wasn't all that favorable towards this new mint and gold color scheme for the city edition stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody else just absolutely loves it. Nada. I, yeah. I, I don't see anything negative about it really from a national perspective, from a local perspective, you know, people that love the purple and teal. I, I just, everybody is in absolute love with what the Charlotte Hornets are doing with the city edition design. And I'm just happy that they got it. So, so right. Because yeah. the Hornets are a punching bag in a lot of different areas, man. I mean, people love to clown them with the, the CHA jersey. People mm-hmm. couldn't stand that. You know, P, the, the Bobcats obviously had their... The NASCAR jerseys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, there, there's just been so many things surrounding that, whether it's basketball operation side, whether it's design side, whatever. They just take it on the chin a lot. And you can't do that here. I, everybody is in love with the color scheme that they've brought and embracing the history. Like they really, really thought this through and I can't commend the Charlotte Hornets, uh, whoever's behind this specific stuff. I can't commend them um, uh, enough, man. It's been phenomenal to see it all come through. No, exactly. It's like, you love to see it. You love to see this team win and not embarrass us. And that's all we, that's again, honestly, that's all we ask of this franchise right now. Don't embarrass us. You've publicly embarrassed this fan base for such a long time. Don't do that. 
stop doing that. <laughs> you're, you're looking out for yourself not to get embarrassed anymore. You've said that a couple of times. I'm now. tired. I'm tired, Walker. I'm tired. I'm old and I'm tired. Um, I don't want to see it anymore. I hear you on that. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Always appreciate you guys checking us out, joining the show. Remember to also check out the Lockdown NBA mock draft. The mock drafts that we've been doing, every single Lockdown franchise podcast has been uh, making their first round selection. Everybody comes together and they put a bunch of the picks together and I think just six pick allotments. And so they're putting that on the Lockdown NBA podcast. So go check it out. Listen to it every day leading up to the draft and you can hear the projections of each pick and expert analysis from Chad Ford, our very own, the Athletics' John Hollinger and Sports Illustrated's Jeremy Wu. So again, check the feed to catch up on past shows and don't miss a pick. Subscribe to Locked On NBA today wherever you get your podcast. Have a great weekend. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. Locked On Hornets. Locked On anything, really. Hollinger and Duncan, anything on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be back with you on Monday. <laughs>